Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found or the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask, what's my thesis? And today, my guest is Serge Wiltrun. <laughs> I'm sure people <laughs> fuck that up all the time. Is it Serge Wiltrun? It's, it's Wiltrun, but it's um, like if you were pronouncing it in, 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 um, with the umlaut, it would be like Veltron. Which is like um, Eltron. <laughs> Eltron. So as a kid and stuff, I always got like you know not teased, but they would always reference um, uh, Megatron and, and all these other figures. And what about is, Voltron? That's the most. Like, yes, 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 yes. Voltron as well. So yeah, it was all these like Transformer type of reference as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Viltron, that's crazy. So, uh, w- w- you're Hispanic, right? Or correct? Yeah. Sergio, then is it Sergio? Sergio. Okay. So Sergio Wiltron. Is <laughs> 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 uh, it like what? Uh, German background seems fishy. Hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if it, it seems like. A... <laughs> no, no, I'm but, totally um... <laughs> <laughs> no honestly like my where my dad comes from like my grandparents and stuff my my uh, granddad would speak a uh, partial german and stuff in mexico um uh-huh. there's sort of rural parts in mexico that they still speak um like broken um dutch not dutch but german um but as a kid and stuff like i i in high school i i took like four years of german and and continue on but now as an adult like there's no there it's super hard to even keep like um simple conversations i have friends who who are from berlin and stuff and even trying to rework it it's like (laughs) that notion if you don't use it you lose it yeah Uh, yeah that's that's hilarious that reminds me i i i uh went and uh like when i was a kid to i think uh seffield it like it, it was in austria and then we went across to germany and stuff and so i got into it like uh i also studied it in high school for like a couple years and the first year was entire bullshit though, because the teacher was like. <laughs> <laughs> then they brought somebody that was actually like a linguist, and and I went back to his class later, and it was like the people were just there was no English being spoken with some of the kids in there, so it was pretty impressive. But uh, that's intense. Yeah, but when I but I remember like there was this one time I was on an airplane, and this guy, this like huge German guy, his like knees were just like filling into my space and it was kind of annoying me. And so I was like really kind of, it was like a, it was going to be, it was transatlantic plate. So it was going to be a long time and we were pushing back and forth. And then I saw him struggling with the television thing. And then I said what I thought was a German sentence. Right. I don't even, I don't even want to embarrass myself by repeating it, but like I told the story to a German person and I said what I, what I remember saying. And she was like, that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) it's like, it's like, it's just, it's nothing. It was like, they sound German, but uh, yeah, but the guy ended up chilling out and like giving me some space after that, after I helped, I helped him like figure out the, the TV thing. But I just wanted to, to end it with, with a happy ending, even though I, you know, I maybe the intention was there and he appreciated that, that I was like <laughs> trying or something. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're here in LA. Where are you at? Yeah. So right now I'm in my studio, well, my art studio. I'm in Little Tokyo. So right okay. on Los Angeles and third. Okay. So adjacent to the art district and the historic core. Nice. 
And like, uh, so how long have you been in that space? That's crazy. You know, I've been um, at the studio space for, um, I wouldn't say like four going on five years. My old studio used to be in the West side towards like uh, Jefferson and Adams down over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found this space re- basically on Craigslist. I was like looking through these, um, these, uh, posts and stuff. And I remember, um, I remember, uh, looking through like the, the search and finding the space, but it was really sketchy because like when I, um, basically replied to a person who was running the art studio, um, she was like, hey, um, uh, evenings are really good for me. Evenings are usually better. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking evenings maybe like seven or, or six at most. She's like, yeah, you can come like at 11 or 12 at night. And I was like, okay. I was like, I could do that. And then she's like, yeah, you can park in the alleyway when, once you get here. And that was like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember like texting friends. And I'm like, hey, I, I'm, I'm checking out this space after opening. I think it was a Friday. And uh, I was um, coming from a opening, I think in Boyle Heights or something. And um, when I basically came into that alleyway and parked my car, I was like, okay, let me prepare myself if it's something more than just a studio visit or a studio uh-huh. space checking out. And yeah, it went perfect. And um, ever, I've been here since like, um, yeah, like going on four or five years. And That's I've had friends who, yeah, no, I, I love my space. I've been up here, like yeah. it's all exposed bricks and stuff and great ceilings and um I've had friends who were, because the building that I'm at, it's like a three-story building. So there's the second and third are art studio spaces and the first floor is um, storefronts. So local business and stuff that that utilize those spaces. But um, I've had friends who came in a studio space, rented out the space and, and, you know, eventually left or found something else or, um, but yeah, it's it's been great for me. I've, I've been very lucky and fortunate enough to have this space, especially what's going on with COVID and, um, you know, the, the uncertainties of people not being able to afford spaces right now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's insane. And uh, have you been able to access the space during COVID? Because I know some of the places, like the whole Bendix building, I think, was shut down. Yeah, no, the Bendix and stuff, like, yeah, from my studio space, it's like a, it's a five-minute walk from the Bendix, which is, you know, it's on Maple and 12, I believe, going down there. But, um this space was closed during COVID. Like uh, management really was adamant about people not utilizing the space just because, especially when, um, when COVID was really heavy in March and mm-hmm. when things started basically closing down, I remember I came back from Mexico city cause I was showing up there with my collective. And when I came back in, in March, um, I remember going out one night, like our, our last who were all with friends and stuff. And I remember the bar itself, like we were uh, literally that bar that we were in was, was, I think it was Cobra in, in North Hollywood. We were just there and at two, it kept going. And we literally left the space like around four, almost hitting five in the morning because this bar was like, you know, they, they knew that something was going to happen that, you know, let's try to get all this liquor out and, and basically <laughs> not have this waste. But it was such an amazing night. And that was basically the last, you know, kind of um, gathering of, of that magnitude or just going out and socializing in that, in those type uh-huh. of arenas was for me. But um, that was back in March, you said? Yeah, that was back in March. And like, um, you know, once everything started closing down, this space closed down as well. And um, people were still utilizing like um, the spaces, but people were very kind of, I remember, um, 
coming in and just like watering my plants and, and dropping off rent and um, even crossing people in, in the, the hallways was super awkward. It was like, it was, we, we didn't, we, I think it's just because the, the, the information was in there. I, I was talking to friends, like uh, coming down to downtown and stuff. I always felt like, you know, I was going to get it from like a homeless person or walking down the street. But even like in my studio space, like even though it's a private studio, um, even going to the hallway and just like doing minor things, like it felt like um, just because the information wasn't there, I think we, we all took very precaution and we were like, okay, um, I remember catching one of the persons who work, who works next to me and we catch these others in the hallway and we just like looked at each other like, like you know, two people that were like, we're not necessarily supposed to be here, but we're here. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But yeah, um, when everything started basically like opening up, I forgot when when things started opening up. That's when a lot of the artists started coming back. But it was just you know working at home. I was working mostly in my bedroom, um, in my living room or my patio. I was just grabbing stuff from my studio and taking it at home because I just um, it just didn't feel safe to be honest in my studio during that time. Yeah, I remember those days like where it's like it feels like crazy to uh to think about it now because i'm just like i work with people all day long you know i'm mm-hmm. like i i work in a retail spot right now so yeah. it's like i'm interacting with people day in day out and people have been getting sick at the store but it hasn't been spreading like from store person to store person they're getting it outside like so i'm really hoping that i can get by without like ever catching it but yeah, i it's intense like even i got covid in december and yeah it really 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 knocked me down i have asthma so for me it really um it was um it was a very traumatic experience and stuff because for me um having asthma and stuff like it really affected my breathing patterns and to this day i'm still recovering from long covid and i have like scarring in my lungs i'm like on a steroid treatment right now which prevents me from really doing much and so i've been taking it easy but it's um it really did a toll it it toll my lungs and but um you know i'm thankful to be here and continuing and and doing what i I feel that i need to continue on my practice and you know voice my 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 experiences through my work are you are you making covid uh, work related stuff or um not really to be honest like i had friends who were asking me like hey since you experienced covid and, and other things that that has happened to me and stuff um they're like your work probably might change and or or, or can it be um influenced but but, but to be honest i haven't mm. or maybe i just haven't really sat down and really um you maybe know, you'll just see more mortality out. in it <laughs> maybe yeah. no but I, instead I of being really... explicitly about covid is what i mean you know like just like yeah, yeah, yeah. who knows maybe you'll just become really dark and morose i'm kidding <laughs> uh, uh, it could be <laughs> <laughs> but um i don't even know like right now i'm just like thankful to be back in the studio and working like uh, i was in here for over like two months i was in working and so everything you see in the background even my plants like they were super dead like oh wow they look good from here it, they look yeah. good because I, I, I basically, you know, revived a bunch of them and, and did a bunch of cuttings and propagation. But, you know, not being, um, some of them were extremely tolerant to being neglected, but a lot of them basically died. <laughs> and they're so ashamed for that. Like, I, I have a background in, in, in botany and stuff. So for me, 
I've always worked with plants. I've always worked with, with reviving things that were basically in the brink of death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not, it's not necessarily a new area to tread on. No, no, absolutely. Like me, uh, I grew up with like my, my granddad, like uh, having massive amounts of plants and gardens and stuff. So for me growing up, I've always been surrounded by nature and greenery. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought you, I, I meant more about the death because you said death. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, actually, like you, so you are Mexican, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, uh, one of the things I've, maybe you can uh, express this to me, and I don't know if the, I, I haven't necessarily seen any of this in your work, but like the idea of uh, what, like, I mean, not that it's exclusive to Mexican culture, but it is a, a very specific celebration of death that like you guys have Dia de los Muertos yeah. like, and shit like that. Like, what is the, what, what is the relationship with it? Obviously, I mean, there might have something to do with like the slaughter and uh, colonization <laughs> and all that. I don't want to <laughs> throw that in there just because it's, it, it's possible to say that. But like, I don't know, what, 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 how would you describe the relationship to like what, things what, like that? Like you mean just a celebration of like a ritual base, like um, Dia de los Muertos, or more like my experience growing up. Well, well, I mean, I- is it, 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 there's like this sort of I don't know. I feel like there's also the the sugar skulls and and stuff like that. Like, isn't that all morbid as well, or is it just like? Yeah, no, no. It, it you know it is morbid in in the idea of like you know where some people I remember. Um, you know, as a kid and stuff, like day to day was always celebrated. My parents always um, had an altar for Los Dia de los Muertos and my grandparents, and they would have, you know, um, these offerings and and uh, flowers and so forth. All these mementos that they they enjoyed their past loved ones. And um, my mom keeps her altar throughout the year. She not necessarily having like offerings, but flowers, and, and she lights her candle. But um, growing up, is it was always a, a, a um, as not necessarily a celebration, but we've always had that as a token, not token, but as a, as a, as a space to kind of honor our past loved ones. Um, and I, of course, like, you know, it's close to Halloween. So growing up um, towards like Halloween, I knew it was coming because the smell of like, you know, San Pasiche, which is like the um, Marigone and stuff would, would, um, would take over the space because mm-hmm. it's such a, a very strong um, uh, scent. But growing up, like, I never really, um, uh, when it comes to death and stuff, like, I really never thought of it. It was more of a, um, of a passing of, of, of self and need to. But um, now as an adult, like, watching the com- consumerism of the those what those were like with, with Coco and stuff and all these Disney movies has been a little bit different. Like, as an educator, like, I put Coco as a, as a um, during... Halloween and stuff because my students um I'm, they've seen it but it's always nice to to kind of show um a different you know side of things you know it might be consumerism here and there but also there there's more to it there's there's a remembrance there's a celebration but also it's a you know it's a um an experience that we're all going to go through mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well I mean not like it, I think that what is so specific about it is like um I guess that that is the costumey part of it that like the because it's not like Catholicism isn't like morbid to begin with, you know, like there's yeah, it's, it's just with pieces <laughs> of human that you can go worship. Right. And like, so it's not like, I mean, we've always Doing, like sort of, worshiping um, 
Do you know you can have pieces of relics? <laughs> That'd relics be amazing, like, that would be idolatry, no, but but I think no, you can no. <laughs> pray to, to like a part of somebody, I think is like Yeah, legit. no, no. I, I think there there is like certain like parts like of um in Europe, like in these chapels and stuff in the procession line, there's there's relics of like, you know, these um these not saints, but like these um the apostles and stuff, apparently like certain churches mm-hmm. have, you know, a relic of, of this person's um hand or something like that. I remember in our history, learning about relics and celebration, people would do this procession line, but that is kind of morbid. And now that as, as I think about it, it's like, yeah. Yeah. But then I don't know, man, I think that we've sort of become a little bit more separate from our bodies, right. You know, like even now we're having this conversation in a very disembodied format. Right. Uh. We're, we're like, so like, I think bodies meant a lot more (laughs) at one point. Does that make sense? You know, because like, okay, with the other thing that I uh, I was thinking about when we were when you were talking was uh, was just the it made me think of how Saint Sebastian. It, it, I think he's the one that uh, gets his head chopped off. Was huh? it? No, uh, no. Sorry, he's the one that got shot with like a bunch of arrows. Uh, uh, oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah. And so, but the, he was the patron saint of like a, a, one of these cities in Rome in Italy. I I don't remember which one. It's like. There's so many little like things that are t- to see there. Uh, but in that city, they had had the plague and they were angry at their patron saints. So they fucking painted him with like extra hour- ar- arrows in it. So <laughs> it can also get vindictive. Like the, the, the painting that they have of St. Sebastian is like, is like almost cartoon. <laughs> the, the amount of like, uh, but then the other thing that ties into like what we were talking about with COVID is that uh, like Florence and and Siena were uh, competing cities, right? And Florence, like Siena was like more of a banking center, like maybe yeah. think like a, a New York sort of situation, whereas uh, Florence was more of a, a cultural art center. I don't want to say LA because it's like rainy over there. It's a completely different aesthetic. Mm. <laughs> but um, but in Siena, they, they were building their cathedral to like compete with uh florence's but there's like it's right now it's like just an empty kind of parking lot with these walls certain parts of it where they were expanding it because um the whole uh, like town got the plague so like they just didn't have the manpower to finish it right and like i don't know (laughs) it just it's it that it seems uh interesting in terms of like a co- an economy being completely fucked <laughs> by you know? something that that yeah. got you, and, and that's exactly the same thing. Like what we're dealing with, like you know, things stop, like yeah. literally things stop for everyone, and, and um, you know, some of us lost things through this process, and and um, it might have been like you know things that are a kind of consumerism or material based and stuff, but also you know, um, you know, people lost a lot, but also. Um, well, they lost you know, a lot of labor. Like there's no. people that have lost lifetimes of labor, just like evaporated, uh, no. which is which is like heartbreaking as fuck. You know, uh, there's like like all of a sudden we're on par with like people that have MBAs. <laughs> you know, as artists, yeah. like in terms of earning potential and all of that. Like, fuck, man! <laughs> Imagine you get wiped out. You want to rebuild, bro? 
you really want to rebuild? <laughs> like, no, nah, man, I'm a businessman at heart. Like the system is rigged, but I'm still going to fucking do it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But, sorry. uh, sorry. I don't know. That, that took a dark turn, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dark turns are always fun. Cause it basically, you know, it, it allows you to basically, you know, kind of like unmasking, but also like, you know, it lets you, you know, kind of just go there. It's like gallows humor, I think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you definitely. Know, that's, I think that like 2020, like my sense of humor in all of 2020, I don't know. Sometimes people think I'm trolling them, but I'm just like, <laughs> look at this fucking mess. It's amazing. <laughs> Could you ever like design this to be so shitty? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean, maybe, yeah, but like, you know. <laughs> I don't think that they wanted that shit. He said, "We're we're gonna eat eat them pretty soon." I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can censor us. Oh, they can basically. <laughs> we're still gonna be hungry though, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we know where that tender meat is. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is satire, YouTube. Please. They're deplatforming a lot of people, <laughs> but um, so what, what's your topic today? Let's do a smooth transition out of like uh, <laughs> trolling the the audience. Oh. <laughs> so my topic was like you know I was going back and forth and stuff. I think we were supposed to have this a while back, um, but I ended up like pausing it or I don't know what happened. But um, oh yeah 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 I know I don't know what what happened. I think it's just like COVID and shit. Yeah, no, last, last year, it's hard to keep track of with how many people I had to reschedule last year. It was just so crazy. I went from not working to like working all the time because they were like, sure. they were only letting back a few people. So it just kicked my ass. But no. uh, so uh, what's, what, what's the topic? What was, or sorry, keep telling oh, me about the transition. Yeah, no, no, no. The transition. Tell me the journey like, of your topic, please. <laughs> so I was going back and forth, like going back to like this, this idea of like, you know, going back to COVID and stuff. And, you know, I do have a background in plant and I do, I do have a background in ornamental horticulture, but like I mentioned, like plants have always been, um, have always been like a, not a hobby, but it's always been something that I've always, um, kind of immerse myself doing so during COVID like um I had a bunch of friends who were um you know just hitting me up for like uh, suggestions of like you know what certain um houseplants they should like uh, buy or start putting in their spaces because you know during that time we were all kind of in this locked space the more I kind of like ha started having these like kind of inquiries from from people around um I started looking at, at work like artwork itself and and um, like that idea of like how artists are so obsessed with houseplants or even plants or nature in, in general. So my topic would be like, you know, um, why is that? Why is it like, you know, certain artists or even, you know, I have, you know, pieces of my work in the past or even current that I have, you know, reference to nature or reference to these, these sentient beings and stuff. And, um, why I'm, I'm seriously curious of like what kind of like empowers us to take on these, these these living and um these you know living beings that we kind of take care of yeah well i think that it's interesting because it kind of goes back to what we were saying about um how like we're like slowly becoming just our thoughts right like yeah. to some degree and and uh and we get we forget like for example, when I <laughs> right now I have a bug problem, 
that keeps recurring just because like the fucking there's like this place is like a little bit of a an old building let's just say it like that i don't want to shit on the building but because it is a nice space <laughs> but every now and then like sometimes like seasons change and all of a sudden there's like oh how do you motherfuckers get in <laughs> and and like you have to plug up a hole but that idea of like that's just like me like huh i want a pristine space where it's like just white immaculate like super clean nothing crawling on me <laughs> you know but i think that like i are you are you one of those people that can just like walk barefoot all the time and is that like how you roll or because um the other really thing that when i was thinking is like i'll kill a plant like by accident all the time <laughs> I'll, with good intentions with intentions <laughs> you're like you know you're like uh Jesus, no, no, no. For me, I'll just like, apologize like, that the whole time I'm murdering it. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you I'm don't deserve. This. It's like you don't deserve any attention, <laughs> and you just put it in the corner. No, but for me, like uh, being barefoot and stuff um, has always been something that I feel like I'm grounded to, uh-huh. to self or or universe or whatever you want to call it, this higher self. But also, like um, being barefoot and certain, I, I could do it in my space, like in my home. But if I'm if I'm in like in certain areas and stuff, like especially in downtown, like there is no way I'm going to be like walking barefoot <laughs> in someone's home, like, or even their loft, because I know there is like feces and shit and everywhere, like in the streets and stuff. So for me, yeah. um, like my home, I, I, I basically put my shoes inside before or have people put their shoes before they enter my space. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. And for me, like even having like an immaculate space, like I, I, I don't like if you were recovering <laughs> my my living space or my studio is it, it, it looks like um like Maria Kondo would like Marie Kondo would come here and literally have like a she would be gasping at how I, I live where people are you would a hoarder I, or just just messy no I'm just messy but I feel like I, when I'm messy I feel like I, I'm I'm either focusing on something or um I'm invested in something that I, I haven't really like retraced my steps and kind of cleared out whatever needs to be done. So even going back to like this uh, Marie Kondo, like I remember um, decluttering my closet and literally like I put everything in my bed and it took me maybe four weeks to go through that, that pile. And I was sleeping in the couch because I was so <laughs> dead on not wanting to go through the stuff and like kind of um, start, you know, releasing things that I haven't worn and, um, yeah. Yeah. And I was sleeping in the couch, but for, for that, like, I, I felt like, um, it, it needed to be done, but also like, I, I just, I just wasn't invested in doing it. I think that's what it was investment. Yeah. Well, I think those things are always like, they start with this mania where you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get rid of all this shit. I'm going to get organized and stuff like that. And then you just have this pile of shit and you're like, fuck, <laughs> this is actually going to take a while. It's going to take thought, effort. You know, it's not that simple. I, I'm like attached to stuff. I also think it's funny, like, because like you say you're not a hoarder, but you're definitely a plant hoarder of some kind, right? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in my, in my, in my city space, I probably have like, um, I'm looking around and stuff. I probably have like 200 worth of plants here, 200 species of plants or individual plants. And then in my, in my home and stuff, that's even more. And that's not including like what I have in the front yard and the courtyard and stuff, which is maybe three times more than this, (laughs) but, but, um, yeah, no, but, um, I, I've always felt like, you know, there, there is like a correlation between, um, you know, our nature and, and, um, 
and work. Uh, I think, you know, we could go back to, um, you know, kind of these, these um, staple artists and stuff who always use some reference of nature in their work, be it like, um, like a foliage or being something that's out there. And we could go back to, you know, the beginning of, of, of creation of, of this, this uh, reference to an eating of garden or something. Um, mm-hmm. That's like the first, like an introduction to all this, um, you know, greenery and this, this, these, these, um, these beans. Did you grow up uh, Catholic? Yeah, I did. I, I grew up yeah. Catholic um, growing up and stuff. And it was, um, how do you feel about up, like American Christians and their attitudes towards Catholicism? Cause <laughs> they're so <laughs> weird about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I think like, even like when people like uh, hear that, uh, I'm not a practicing Catholic. I'm more of like agnostic, but, um, no, me too, Catholic. but I'm just, I'm just making a commentary <laughs> on like, I mean, it's still like, I mean, to some degree you still culturally identify with growing up with that shit, right? Like, Oh, I'm not even like, uh, so like I'm not practicing Catholic, but, uh, Christian, uh, Catholic and stuff, but, um, were your parents, they're certain, they are, my parents are, but the thing is, that's like, what I mean. Certain, like, did you, did you, you didn't grow up like being made to go to church or they let you chill? Uh, yes. And no, I went to Catholicism and I, and I did go to church on, on Sundays, but uh, I feel like my parents would only go to church for like ritual based celebrations, like, um, with all these celebrations and parties. Um, but I remember going to like mass every Sunday with, uh, because I was like in, in, and, um, and, you know, my confirmation or, um, these other kind of, um, you know, Sunday school that I had to go to. So my parents were like in some way forced to go. And, Uh um, (laughs) <laughs> but growing up uh, uh, during that process and stuff, I've always, I didn't like, I had a really good time, like, you know, in, in those spaces, but, um, so do you have my... the Catholic guilt? <laughs> it's, it's a yes uh, or no question, bro. <laughs> uh, I think like, you know, it varies. Were you traumatized think... by Catholicism? That's what I'm asking you. <laughs> was I traumatized? I don't think I was. I was. Okay, no, no, no. Okay. I partially, I think I had an auntie who literally like, she would like, uh, but she was not Catholic. She was Christian. She would, she would come over and make us watch <laughs> these movies that were absolutely like, they were like a, an obscene version of light type movies because they dealt with like sin and guilt and all these <laughs> other things. And so as a kid, like being seven or being like a uh, six uh-huh. watching, like, you know, people that like, um, Burn uh, and the burn in hell and stuff and i was like oh my god if i continue on my path this is where i'm gonna end up in <laughs> and uh yeah there was like some traumatic experience because of this this aunt and stuff but my parents were never like oh if you do this you're gonna go this and yeah. or go this way my parents were very kind of like um uh they were very open to you know whatever experience we were taking and even to this day they they um you know, me and my siblings, like most of them don't have kids and, and I don't have kids either, but I, I, it's always been one of those things. Like, I think it's like one of those gifts that I haven't received, um, yeah. or found a partner who actually, I have had, found a partner who wanted kids, but I wasn't ready at that time. But, um, yeah. it's hard, uh, man, especially it's now hard. thinking about kids. <laughs> oh, gee. even dating right now is in a completely yeah. different, uh, arena right now. During COVID, like I was like not, I I was not seeing people, but I was seeing people like my my little, um, I want to say like cluster, but it was just very limited to to maybe three people. 
but mm-hmm. it was like it was always like me um i had to go and kind of like re reevaluate you know certain relationships that i was like engaging and stuff and i had to um you know start wheeling not weeding people out but just start um reassessing things yeah um, but i don't know how people are dating right now with this and um it's not fun to- you end up having to like <laughs> fucking have a whole marriage before you even touch, dude. Uh. <laughs> and then it gets weird. It gets weird. Like you don't know. Like you, you don't know. Like if you're if you're into the person or if you're just like lonely. Lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then you're both saying to each other, like, "Yeah, I don't want this to just be a COVID thing." But I'm like, but then you're like, "Is this just a COVID thing?" You know, <laughs> like, are, is, is it, it like? It, are we yeah. going is this like a kind of like it's a, a, it's a whole different thing because i don't have a life outside of the like that interaction either you know like so yeah. it's 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 like i mean i i have a life a work life and stuff like that but i don't have a social life in the same way right like yeah that dude, I, like my social like completely died like I, yeah. I i tell friends that i'm like i live like um one of my friends was like hey are can we like since like um outdoor dining started opening and stuff uh, one of my friends was like, hey, can we go grab uh, dinner on Sunday? And I was like, I live, I basically live in sweats and joggers. Like, there is no, there is no, like, <laughs> plans for me, like, when I'm living in sweats and joggers and stuff. I'm, I'm open. Yeah. Yeah, but it's intense. Or even going back to, um, I, it's funny because I, I think we've, we've, we've been in, in, spaces that we i think we've been in spaces that like shows right because you were part of like um which one the high beams? i think uh the high beams i think you were were you yeah, next yeah, to our booth a, for yeah i i did the uh i did uh, oh wait which one the i did the one both in, of them the next oh i was there yeah uh at both of them but what's it called did we meet no, I don't think so. Like it's it's funny because like I think uh, well I participated for both high beams and um, so which which one where, 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 who were you showing with? I only showed at the first I, one. Yeah, I showed at um, the lawn for for um, the lawn. Yeah, the lawn beam. So you know you, you that's how I know you right? Like through through made through in Molly. LA people. Made yeah, in LA. Molly. Yeah. So, how do you know Molly? Yeah. Molly, Molly Schulman from- is the founder of Made in LA. I made in LA. Is, yeah. Yeah. Is uh is not the like the Hammer Museum thing. It's the thing that's so up on the hammer museum are you uh so i know molly from uh she's part of museum at jason and i know she's part of like mona vista but um i met molly uh i knew of molly's work prior to meeting her since like um you know um through made in LA and stuff yeah amazing and stuff I, I i didn't know her personally at that time but i knew her from like the project mm-hmm. that she was in and then we um we were both um, part of um, Camp Forum during... Oh, okay. Um, so that's how you guys met? That's how we met. And uh, even the people that I'm with and stuff, like, you know, I've had, you know, uh, friendships with people there outside Tam Forum prior to that kind of like a uh, cohort, but as well as, you know, I met some amazing people that I... But you're still, you guys are still doing stuff after the thing was over, right? Like you're doing... Yeah, these- no, no. We, we, uh, we formed a collective museum adjacent after that. Um, not everyone from that... Um, that residency cohort continued on. It was more yeah. like a group of people who kind of decided to continue as a, as a group. Um, mm. But yeah, that's how I know Molly. And I, and I think, um, yeah, yeah, that's how I know her and her husband as well. Yeah. But uh, Ben and her ben daughter. And stuff. 
Yeah. But um, what's it called? Yeah, I met her from doing a thing for uh, Made in LA. I did a, I did a, a piece on junk mail that uh, that like I just collected a whole bunch of junk mail, and I put it in. Was it your junk mail or is it like someone else's? No, it was or just like random. Like, I had a it, the door had a, a it was like one of those old fashioned slots, right? Instead oh, of like a, 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 a mailbox, so it was like every day the mailman would come and just dump shit into the house <laughs> and it would pile up. So I was just like getting tired of it. So it, I just started uh, collecting it and then I still have it, but like, I think it got rained on cause I don't, my apartment's too small. Molly didn't want me to like fuck that piece up, but sometimes you just got to move on, man. <laughs> Carrying box, <laughs> a box of fucking useless junk mail is like a big burden. Uh, <laughs> I showed it, it's done. So I'm probably going to toss it, but, uh, but yeah, so then I met her through that. And then, uh, she like, she invited me and someone else to work with, uh, them on the first, no, it was the second one. Cause I showed on the first, uh, on the second one. And then we became friends, uh, doing that. Yeah. So nice. I knew, I knew Salome briefly before through a friend of mine that I knew when I was a little kid, uh, he's like, he, he came and visited randomly and then introduced me to her and then um she ended up working at cirrus gallery which is where i met the former co-host of this show was uh seth and we all showed at, in that space like a, a long time me him and, and a couple other people but um but yeah man like it's been a while since like it, it like it was it was nice because i was just starting to get with like high beams i was just starting to get back into trying to show stuff and whatnot. And I was excited about the piece. And um, then like, you know, COVID was like, fuck you. So like, cause that piece, like museum adjacent was from, or not uh, the, the Lombi, the lawn ornaments thing. Yeah. So the, that show basically for people watching was, and I took some video of it, so I might post it. Uh, but um, it was a, the, premise was everybody was making lawn ornaments so you like we all made lawn ornaments and put them in the center of this parking garage and then everybody drove around uh like taking taking laps around the art to see it it was really fun and then the other high beams was uh at a parking lot and that was like literally the last time i had fun <laughs> <laughs> no that um second high beams at also gallery was so much fun it was it was great. It was like I, also, yeah, I was showing. Okay, uh, we. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I th- uh, I'm, I'll have to look at the video that I took and try to remember which one it was. There was like a mini golf on that one. That was that shit was fun. <laughs> that was God. It was it was like a goofball kind of arena and stuff. And then plus everyone's like in in Halloween attire and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, that was kind of like. <laughs> Go ahead. No, that was probably like one of the last time I've actually had fun, like in an. Um, art related event and stuff because yeah. even going um you know even doing like appointment uh, uh gallery visits and stuff it's yeah it's it's, it's different not it, it's not the same or even viewing something on on a browser um is completely different where of course like during school and stuff like during um you know during undergrad like i remember going through like um different uh, browsers trying to look at shows but because these shows were either abroad or they were like in the east coast and stuff but um when it's like within the proximity where you're in it's a little bit well, different it's, it's of, like 
one of the things they talk about in fucking art school is like you have to see the work in person and you know oh, like absolutely. photography every, whatever whatever discipline they're t- like it's one of the first things that they teach is like this is not the same as like seeing it right because there's even like specifically with color photography or even uh print photography it's like there's variations in the reproductions and shit like that and it's just not uh it, like the best example is seeing the the um, at seeing ansel Anselm Kiefer's work, oh, <laughs> fucking Germans with their difficult names. Anselm Kiefer, like seeing his stuff, it, it's very different. Like you need to see the scale. You need to see how heavy those like lead airplanes and books are. Oh, yeah. they're, just, they're, they're just like droopy and shit. So, yeah, I I mean, I definitely miss it. One of the things that I tell that, that like on my dating, I, I tell the people that I meet is like, uh that like like it's like i basically that's what i do you know like i go to openings <laughs> hang out with the people that i go to openings with you know so if you're not done with that like i don't really have like any energy to muster to do anything else because i barely have energy to do that right <laughs> like after a hard day's work it's oh, like uh, yeah. dude fucking openings are work it, it's it's work it's not even like i when i bring people over to go to shows um, they're they're so kind of romanticized about going from you know from one side of LA to the other and then meeting up in Central, um, but doing that on on you know when things were open on a daily and stuff every weekend or trying to get these shows or build the roster and stuff it's not I it was more social to me to be honest like after um, you know working and stuff it became more of a social gathering of course the work was important but um, yeah even going to an opening a house or like that's like that was just like a like um or at the hammer and opening was just like immense with like so much people that you don't even see the work itself it was more of like a social event yeah but i mean i think that yeah. that's kind of that's always been the case right like oh yeah absolutely it's always been the case and stuff yeah, but i feel like, like- uh <laughs> when i bring people over like they're just like amazed by like um by by the, the the engagements and stuff and they're like oh my god you know some you know these people you know it's it's I'm like it, it's like i see these people all the time it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like well it's yeah, like it's nothing yeah that's i think that that's something that people need to like think about like all you have to do is just show your face and then you're like gonna be recognized oh, eventually absolutely. you know you see the same person over and over again at some point you're gonna fucking talk to them because it's just weird not to <laughs> you know <laughs> like it uh. gets awkward if you just see the same faces and you're like <laughs> you're not or like if you go to this like if you go to six shows together and like but you're not you never acknowledge each other <laughs> you know like you, you've you've had that happen where you're like you go to one oh, yeah. spot, especially like when you go to into like night gallery and all that area where it's all like, you know, Cirrus and all of that shit is like, you're like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's almost weird not to, especially if you're going all the time, but oh, okay. I definitely wasn't going all the time, but it's like what I will, will make effort for, you know? And I definitely, if I know somebody's showing or something like that, I, it's nice to be there just because that's like a good day to see your friend, right? <laughs> like, oh, same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like so. In terms of it being social, it's like it's like what a better time to hang out with your friends than when they're having a fucking awesome night, <laughs> you know? And then you get to be there, and they're like, 
holding port and shit like that you know like it's just <laughs> it's a fucking chill vibe what, what i was thinking about when i when i got to uh the the, the second high beams the one in the parking lot the one that was on halloween mm-hmm. i was like i had been working and i felt like a loser because i didn't put on a costume but but when i got there and i it just the vibe like hit me and i was like oh my god i fucking love these weirdos you know <laughs> like that sense of like i'm home you know like that's why <laughs> like i it was palpable it was like this is this is what i love about like what i like the world i'm trying to live in you know <laughs> like yeah it was amazing excited like- there's, there's events usually do get excited and stuff. And um, I think I was dressed up as, I think I was dressed up as Harry Potter. One, one of like, a, I don't even know, one of like the characters from, from that series. Are you trans Harry Potter? Sir? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm like um, kidding you with the heavy trolls. It must be the end of the day. <laughs> you know, like, I got a little <laughs> bit of that. Like, <laughs> I hear, <laughs> I hear JK Rowling and I'm like, oh my uh, God, I have to acknowledge it. <laughs> how can you plug her stuff right now in this, this platform? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a mess. Like that's, that's I just think of like there. trans guests that I've had being like, Hmm, Javier. <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> I noticed it, it was, you didn't say anything. <laughs> this is like your marker of like showing like your your solidarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I, my problems with uh, her are less that like, uh, I, I mean, obviously that's like not something I'm down with. I'm not like, oh yeah, good for her. <laughs> that's not the opinion that I agree with. But I do feel like, like Harry Potter, when I first watched it, I, I related to it a, it a lot because I was a kid. I, I did go to a British school system, so I did have houses. Nice, yeah. I, was, I was in Livingston and then I was in Drake. But if you really pay attention to the narrative, it's like 100% neoliberal like uh, ideology. There's an elite school for like elite people, right? That like, it's like the fucking Harvard of, you know, and there's only one Harvard there's only one Hogwarts, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then the, he's like the chosen one. He's the super special person that's going to like, I don't know. To me, that whole shit is like, if you start thinking back on the Harry Potter books, they're good, but it's the same thing with like, if you start reading the books, uh, what's it called? Um, C.S. Lewis, the Narnia stuff. It's like Narnia. super fucking anti-Muslim, <laughs> like, like seriously <laughs> uh, Islamophobic in, in in all of its undertones. So, and I think, uh, also- it, it, yeah, it's rooted in Catholicism as well. Like, there, there's yeah. reference to like um, everything. And like, oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not. I'm not saying it's like bad literature or anything like that. I'm just saying it's ideologically like kind of problematic to begin with. Right. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm like, yeah, she's an elitist. You think that you, someone who's like down with dehumanizing certain people is not going to be like (laughs) bigoted. (laughs) It's always, it's like, um, it's an undertone. It's like people are going to, people are going to be, you know, like who they are, regardless if they're, if they have fame or money and stuff, they're, they're going to plug, you know, their, their ideas and their platform, but you know, yeah and then again i didn't want to make it out like you dressed up like in blackface or anything like that (laughs) (laughs) i didn't get there (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just saying uh uh, harry potter is not that offensive he's still a beloved character you know harry potter is not J.R.R. tolkien or no it's not uh what's her name uh jr um jk rowling yeah 
fucking <laughs> well branded uh, neoliberal. But it's, yeah, man. <laughs> so, it's crazy. Uh, so so tell me a little bit more about the plants, like because yeah, no, no. I think like so for how me, did you um, even get into horticulture? Like, because I mean. I I'm I smoke weed, but I don't get the sense that, that has anything to do with it with you. Like just based on the plants you have behind you, yeah, it's not no, like no, um, not like a Breaking Bad <laughs> situation where you had a mentor <laughs> or anything like that. So, no, uh, I I grew up like I mentioned like in the beginning, like I, I did grow up with like um with nature and kind of growing things a part of my upbringing and stuff. My granddad and stuff. He doesn't have um, a background in um, in botany or or horticulture he basically learned um how to cultivate and propagate his plants through through trial and error and also by by research and reading and um that's how i learned as a kid like growing up and stuff you know kind of uh, at six and stuff i was like you know instead of like um my cousin would be like playing soccer or something and i would be like um you know working with my granddad like propagating new new offsprings from from my other plant um, that was basically the rooting from like when it started. And then, uh, once I got older, like plants were always kind of like a, a, a um, were part of, were always around me and then going to school and stuff. Like I do have a, a degree in ornamental horticulture. And so for me, uh, I thought that's what that was going to be my, my career wise. Like I remember I thinking going into this field, but later on, like changing it to, art when um basically i knew i wanted to do art somehow but i just i didn't know how to make money from it mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah for me like it, it was kind of one of those things like you know I, I knew this is something that i needed to do as a kid like i remember um i don't know i, I don't know if you ever had this as, as, as like kind of an exercise as, as a child but when they ask you what you want to be when you grow up mm -hmm. for me yeah, yeah. it was i think uh, it was either um, I think I put down like I think I was probably like in third grade or fourth grade. Um, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer or an artist. We had dolphin are, trainer in common. And so for me, like honestly, as a vegan and like <laughs> as like an animal rights kind of like um, you know, consciously aware of what things are happening, I would be appalled like now being a dolphin trainer or <laughs> even like kind of even mentioning it and stuff. Like I was like, what was I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, mean, the arts were always. We didn't know. I don't. I don't think anybody really knew until Blackfish came out. Who knew about Sea World? Yeah, Blackfish yeah. or even Sea World and stuff. She got dark. <laughs> yeah, I was just. Go ahead. No, no, I was like kind of mortified to the fact, like you know, we we think of uh, um, you know, going back to you know, COVID being like in this cabin fever uh, arena, being our stay at home. Like imagine these beings being in captivity for yeah. not a couple of months or a year. They're there forever until they basically die. Yeah, and um, that's in, that's insane. Where you know these beings have like purpose in life. They have um, no not trying to like to to be like a advocate or trying to plug things in your platform. But yeah. Um, no, you're allowed to do that, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you kidding? Like, me? how dare you? How I don't have to. Me? I don't have to agree <laughs> with anything that happens on here, dude. That's not uh, my my place. I've disagreed like crazy. I disagreed with somebody on censoring Trump. <laughs> I think ooh. prosecute the motherfucker. Don't censor him, you know. But like that is <laughs> it's it, this is an open space, man. Um, oh, that's good to hear. 
Yeah, yeah. No, like I mean, I, 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 I agree with that. Like, I think that it's crazy. I think the other thing, but I think that also, like, when you're a kid, you know, like I want to take some of that pressure off of you because when you're a kid, you also some kids wanted to be cops and stuff like that, and we also realized that was kind of fucked up, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I know that doctors have like a good rep and shit, but like, really, really, it wasn't that long ago they were grave robbers, you know. There's oh, like, okay. <laughs> there's like something wrong with all of us, right? Is my point. So, so we're, <laughs> <laughs> there's always something embedded in us that it makes yeah. us not whole or complete. Yeah. There's it's like you degrees. know, some people, it's like, you know, people. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, uh, like whoever programmed or kind of created us and stuff. You know what? We're gonna not give you, not make you as as your. Um, you know, this like you're going to be at it with like you know potentially um, these these markers to just make you just make you balance and and, and know that there's other things than being perfect. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So let, let me ask you. So how is it mostly political that you are vegan? Like, I mean, or uh, is it most like what what inspires you? Obviously, there are definitely like legit reasons that would help the world if everybody did it i uh, we, we don't have to necessarily be like yeah let's everybody do it because i don't think that <laughs> that people are like that but like it, for for yourself like uh, it, what what's the what's the motivation behind it or are you just lactose intolerant <laughs> <laughs> i undercut my questions I, I, wish with dumb you, things. I, I wish you would ask that to like um alicia silverstone or like he's like um or miley cyrus i don't even know if she's vegan now but um are you just lactose or are you just on like eating chicken nuggets? <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, uh, to be honest, I, I've been vegan for about seven years. So okay. seven good years that I've been vegan. And it started, honestly, like it started um, not as, um, you know, thinking of animals. It was mostly for health reasons. I remember um, I went vegan because I just, I, I, I started feeling shitty. I, I, I have like bad problems with my skin and um i was always um you know tired and i just felt like you know there was something that had to be changed and stuff so i what i did was i did a um a juice cleanse for 30 days so juicing and doing 30 days i lost so much weight i but in the process like you know um you know my skin got super clear um and also, like, you know, my, my nails and hair were were growing, but also it was one of the first time that I actually um, listened to my body where um, when I started uh, after this cleanse, I basically started incorporating uh, dairy meat product back into my diet. And what ended up happening was um, my body started rejecting it. So I started to feel sick from the, these products. And so what I told myself was, I'm listening to myself and my, and my body telling me that I don't need these things. And if I do need this in the future, I'll accept it and own it and incorporate it in my life. That was kind of like the beginning of, of veganism. And then the animal, animal consciousness and, and kind of like our, 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 um, our voting power, what we, 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 um, vote on and, um, what we accept is like, mm-hmm. a that, that came after, but it was it, honestly, it's a process. Like I have friends who are vegan who are absolutely nutters. They're just like completely not 
you can't have a conversation with them without them kind of like casting judgment and casting, Oh, you shouldn't be doing this and doing that. Where as a vegan myself, I do have leather goods, but these leather goods were gifted to me before I was vegan, or I have leather stuff that I bought before I was vegan. Um, It seems dick to throw out a dead animal after it's dead. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I I do enjoy wearing like Ferragamos and stuff. And I do like my expensive shoes. I don't even know what a Ferragamo is. Is that a fancy uh, shoe? It's, an, it's a fancy shoe. Fuck, For me, dude. like I, I, I love, I love a good pair of shoe and stuff. And so, um, I could, I don't know. I, I've always loved shoes. I think I've always had like an inkling of it. Um, I thought I was going to go into design, like growing up and stuff. I always thought like I would go into fashion or do something with like apparel. Um, but a good shoe just, I feel like it just balances yourself. It's a, a complete game changer. And, um, mm-hmm. I remember like being absolutely like pissed off to a friend who made me walk in these really expensive shoes. We were supposed to go um, view a show at Mocha. And so he lives like on Main and 4th, which is like in downtown inside of my studios on Los Angeles and 3rd. So it was like, you know, a seven, a seven minute walk, six minute oh, walk. Wow. No, LA is a fucking. <laughs> and I was absolutely so pissed because he made me walk in these shoes. And I was like, these shoes are not meant to walk this distance. So, I could probably go walk around like a, a room with these shoes, but not then hop back in the car two miles. <laughs> and so, like, it was it was one of those things. Like, I was. So, what happens like, to the shoe? Does it crease? Like, what what's the issue with walking that long? Because, like, you know, they're they're nice shoes, but they're not the most comfortable shoes. Oh, okay. It's so, just about <laughs> comfort. Okay, I get you. I get you. I get you. It was aesthetic that I was going for, but it was more yeah, about yeah. like. And also, like, I just didn't want to walk. Like, there's no way I'm going to be walking down and, and, you know, certain things going down to a museum. Like, I was absolutely super pissed off. So, um, yeah. So, if you if you know me, I hate walking. You so, do? Don't invite me. <laughs> well, did you grow up <laughs> or in hikes? I didn't grow up in LA. I grew up in um, I grew up in Orange County. In Orange County. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can see that. It, even more so than LA, Orange County will make you not want to fucking walk. Right, oh, like uh, <laughs> suburban as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very it's centralized. It, it, you have your different counties. You have uh, it's a it's a um, it's a cluster of everything. And um, you know, having my studio um, here in LA and stuff like it, it, it's uh, it's it's great being out here and having my space. But also, I enjoy going back home and having space. Yeah, yeah. So wait, you live in? You still live in OC? Yeah, I live in North County. So you commute? I commute. Well, my commute is super... Um, it's well, super, now the fucking pra- traffic is insane right now. It's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, during COVID, like I literally... It would take me maybe 34 minutes from like Orange County to um, yeah. to, to uh, downtown. And it was like... It was perfect. It was like... Um, but now with like um, you know, kind of like increase of like you know vehicles and in the, in, in the roads and stuff, it's it's pushed back. But I always like you know come in certain times. I, I've, I've since I've been here and and um, I know my schedule and I know where to go. But um, even that, like I even drive an electric car. Like going back nice. to veganism and shit like that. Like I drive an electric car and I've been driving one for the past four years and it's been what the is best it? thing. You can plug your electric car. Do it. <laughs> is it a Tesla? It's a Tesla. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to see, uh, see how much art you're selling, homie. <laughs> no, I, I, as it, I've always felt like, you know, when it comes to, to cars, um, 
I never wanted to buy a car of like um, its value being more than I earn on the salary base and stuff. Like um, mm-hmm. for me, like I, I'm not going to buy a car that's sixty thousand dollars when which I don't even make sixty thousand dollars. I'm like that's just like that's insane. Yeah. So I have I have an electric Fiat, and it, absolutely that that little fucker fits anywhere. It's super small. Electric what? It, oh, Fiat. Fiat. Oh shit! Nice. So it's a it's an amazing car. It fits anywhere. It's super compact and like like the charging station. Like earlier when you were grabbing your stuff, like I I um I wouldn't go pick up my car from the charging station. From um, there's two charging stations closer to my studio. There's one on Los Angeles and and Maine, and there's one at Ava, which is like the next building where I'm at. So it's like, there's no excuse to not have an electric car. If you're like mm-hmm. in this city based kind of like surrounding. Um, but like I said, like I have zero maintenance and, and I don't think about gas. I don't think about changing my oil. Do you, uh, do you have a, a do you plug in at home or just a, yeah. like, so I have like, like a second level charger at home, which basically, charges my car within like an hour and 30 minutes from like zero to hundred. So That's it's like the same. Yeah. It's like, it's the same outlet that you would use for like a electric washer. The more, the thing I'm most impressed with is the size of a Fiat though. Like, cause do you, don't you paint a little bit big? It looks like you have something in the background <laughs> there. How does that uh, I fit? Work, okay. So, um, yeah, no, I, I work pretty big. Like, um, my, my standard scale right now, well, it goes back and forth. Like, um, I work, maybe like a four by 10 or four by eight. So mm-hmm. that does not fit in my field. Like there's nothing. I think the most I could fit there. Um, God, I haven't even tried. Um, I did get my Christmas tree in my, in my car, but on the roof. So wait, That's so are you, <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I, so I, then I, how do you transport? Do you borrow a big gas guzzler? <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So I would either like ask, ask a cousin who, who has like a Tahoe or a truck so nice. it would be like, hey, uh, borrow my car and um, can I borrow your car to me some art or take it to a gallery <laughs> space? So it's always been like that. It's always been in exchange with like family members. Like, hey, can I use yeah. this? I use like that. But right now, a pardon? How many siblings? I have uh, four uh, with me. It would be four. Um, so I have three siblings, uh, two older I can sisters. Tell you were like you were rocking a big family too. My, I have three siblings, but like we're <laughs> we're it's easy to get lost. <laughs> yeah, like, no. Um, <laughs> my, um, my, both of my families from like my mom's side and my dad's side are enormous. They're, they're like, I'm like, I don't even know how many, like what they were doing because like my, from my dad's side, he has uh, 14 brothers and sisters and my dad, mom okay. has my dad from my dad's side. And from my mom's side, it's 11. My grandfather. And sister. Wow. My grandfather had 13 but that was like my grandfather my mom had two or no my mom had one brother and my dad had one one sibling so it's like <laughs> it, one generation away i think maybe because they were refugees they were mm-hmm. like or actually no my my grandparents weren't refugees it's crazy though I, like i don't know I, I, it that's like were was was there still a lot of child mortality in the OC? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't honestly, like, I don't even know how that happened, but um, it's always been like big families, like even gatherings. I remember like inviting friends over um, like in high school or even like, um, and, and they would go like, Hey, you, you said that it was just like a family. And I was like, this is just family yeah. <laughs> or like a party. And it's insane. Like, um, Start a war with us, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, like, if you're, um, 
since I have like two older siblings and a younger brother, like uh, we don't really get into, you know, our personal lives and stuff. I think we've, we've, we've set boundaries and we've been very um, open about, you know, our lives. And, and that's a great thing that we have a relationship based on that. But my aunties from my dad's side, like they're in everyone's life. And so I'm glad that I don't have 10 sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I just had it's to, ex- and it's like, it's exhausting just going in. Like, my sisters, they, they're they both, like, professionals. One's a professor and one's a nurse. And so, um, and honestly, like, they're, it's like, they're they're working. They're, they don't have time to, like, go through all that mess and shit. Yeah. Yeah, but. They want a simpler life than to be, like, metiches. Yeah, metiches. Exactly. That's, like, something that, um, but I think, like, it, it's not, like, um. I don't want to say smothering, but I feel like it, it's just embedded in, 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 in these like, um, in these communal kind of like settings and stuff. Everyone is, um, always in people's business, but I feel like it, it's part of the, uh, the culture because, you know, culture is a learned behavior. It's not something that, you know, you, you're, you're born with your culture. You're not born with. It's a, it's a learned behavior. Yeah. And so, um, that's that's something that you learn even going back to um plants and stuff like you know or or going back to like um uh kind of like when you mentioned the dia de los muertos fear like you know fear is something that we learn fear is something that um that usually is passed down by one from one parent to other to their offsprings like um like i remember like my fears and stuff there they vary but my mom is absolutely afraid of rodents i don't know why i think you know um my grandparents were uh growing up and stuff like uh, were not necessarily um super um they didn't have money they were like really working and stuff and so uh, i was given like you know maybe there was rodent um around in, in the area itself and plus she, she grew up in a rural place so you know it was out in in, in space so um Growing up, I would always be afraid because my mom, like, even, like, going out to, uh, you know, camping or something, like, and she would see something that would resemble a rodent, she would absolutely freak out. And so, as a kid, like, uh, I would always freak out, too. But now as an adult, like, I see a fucking squirrel and I'm, like, you know, screaming and thinking it's a rodent, but it's, like, a squirrel. And I'm, like, actually, technically, what's it is going a on? Is it? Te- technically, it's a varmint. It's a varmint. <laughs> There's a, have, <laughs> you, there's, there's like historically, dude, seriously, I'm not even making that shit up. Like you can go listen. There's a, the dollop did an episode. There was a time where like Americans declared war on fucking squirrels and it was the dumbest shit. It's like the most ridiculous story. Like they would have school kids try to like murder squirrels and shit. Like I'm not, I, I know this sounds <laughs> like I'm doing some high concept bit and I'm like, but like, I swear to God. What are you plugging was, Javier? What are you plugging? <laughs> <laughs> are you starting a revolution with fucking squirrels yeah let's, <laughs> let's fucking get those fuckers oh my god but are that's crazy but like but 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 the point the reason i bring up that that whole thing is that is that, that the point is that they're like undefeatable like there's no way like if we if we have literally tried to defeat squirrels and and <laughs> fucking failed where we had school children doing it there was like it's a whole thing it was a whole thing so so uh so I don't think it's too bad if like your phobia is rodents, including that in the rodents, a family I think is okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, talking about like squirrels and stuff, there is 
um, like in my neighborhood, there's like these eclepto fucking squirrels that take people's garments or like um, dog toys. Garments? Like garments, like, you know, people like clothing? leaving like like a clothing like to air dry outside or something in their patio. What or, do they do with it? They just like... I I don't even know. Like there's, there's like squirrels like where I live and stuff and um, they literally have like, you know, and this is like by neighbor and neighbor and stuff. Like they, they reported missing, you know, animal toys or dog toys and shit like that. And then you find like a a pile in you know some <laughs> random place and stuff so they're like these eclecto like fucking squirrels and some of my friends are when i tell them stories like that they're like you're you're bullshitting and stuff like there's no such thing as that and when they when they find out like you know later on that you know something that they left outside for visiting or, or, or spending the night and stuff is gone and they're like um no one was there like they left something in the patio and, and no one was there i'm like oh it's the squirrels that's why you don't leave <laughs> things out there but um yeah dude i didn't know that who knew there was a world against squirrels yeah i mean america american welcome history. to america <laughs> but anyway man i guess we should end on the squirrel wars uh it was great talking to you it was great to finally meet you i yeah, uh, next time that, yeah next time that we actually like can be in the world together uh let's definitely do that and, and yeah and absolutely yeah, because I mean, I'm sure we'll, yeah, I'm sure it's going to just happen because like Molly is definitely one of the people that I'll come out for. So, um, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, uh, definitely. What, do you have some stuff that you want to plug or, um, right now I, I do have, um, I do have an upcoming show at Holland Projects and that's going to be in Arizona, which is a, a show curated by a good friend of mine, um, Daniel, who, um, and so that, that's something that's been in the works, you know, it got pushed back because of, of funding and then COVID and so forth. But um, I'm really excited to send some work out there. Uh, it is going to be these works that I've been working on. Um, they're basically um, uh, ready-made kind of like um, running um, throw table kind of cloths and stuff. And it's something I've been working on, like these ready-made materials that I've used uh, in my past work and, um, I'm really excited to see how they kind of transform in space. I don't know mm -hmm. how I'm going to show them if they're going to be, um, if I'm just going to send stretcher bars and they're going to be um, stretched out there or if it's going to be suspense. I'm still figuring out those, those logistics, but honestly, like it's going to be in April. So I need to start cranking and, and deciding what needs to be done. Uh, and uh, yeah. is, is it going to be open? Do you think to like actually visit in person? Is there going to be an opening kind of thing? I, I don't know. I, I got an hard email tell, earlier, huh? but I, it's hard to tell. Even, even um, you know, hyping three, like that's something that we're, I'm not, I'm not seeing the, the project, but it's um, Hagelp who's um, in our group and stuff from Museum Adjacent. He's the one that is uh, overseeing any projects from hyping. So there is like talks of doing something at the Bendix, but then we don't know. We don't know the certainties of like the spaces being open to the public or if it's by appointment um, I don't know, but I'll keep you posted if it does. Um, and, and, uh, you are, uh, how do you, you're going to have to spell it for people because, uh, yeah, at, on, on Instagram. Oh, so my, uh, <laughs> my ad handler for Instagram is, uh, search in which is S U R G E. Oh, I guess you could just put. I, I didn't. I had forgotten that you actually had like a clever surge in a bottle. Oh, is is yeah. I, I, was saying, I was like, fuck! I'm not gonna try to spell uh, Viltron. <laughs> Voltron, Voltron, and stuff. Like as a kid, like that was just like a. I Did you embody know. a robot and shit? 
No. No, you were into plants. Kid. How the fuck? No, you were I like more into swamp thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't even know. Um, even going back to like my childhood, like I remember it sucks having like a, a last name with a W because you're basically last to be called for attendance oh, for yeah. anything. So you're just like waiting in the background, just waiting and shit like that. I was like, I hated that. So it was always me like this. It was always me and like um, as a brown kid and stuff. And then it's just all these, you know, Caucasian kids and stuff where that's where like, you know, you have your whites, your, your Wilsons and your whatever, your. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like the only brown kid always. And, and, and your Wiltrons. <laughs> <laughs> so it was different. But um, but yeah, so um, find me on Instagram, like Surgeon and Bottle, or I do have a webpage. You can search me on um surgewitron.com i believe wiltron with an so. umlaut if with you, an if umlaut, you umlaut, will it find you yeah it should be i think it has an umlaut or um i am part of a member of a art collective in la called museum adjacent which we do have some exciting things happening in the works but also um keep we'll keep you posted on those as well Give i don't know a, how molly has the time to do all the fucking dude, molly is right insane there. like that's she is, uh, it's insane being a mother, being a wife and, and running all these multiple kind of like, um, <laughs> platforms and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't it's, know how uh, she does it. I busiest just, woman in, in, uh, in what's it called in, uh, in the art, in the artist run space art world. Yeah. And that's, that's how things are happening. Like even now She's that the I think running COVID, spaces, <laughs> running spaces, even now with COVID and stuff, like it's, um, you know, these artists, these mortar spaces, like, um, I was thinking about that. Like we were, uh, in the works of like, you know, partnering up with the previous collective and running out of space at the Bendix. And, uh, you know, we didn't do it because of, of, we felt like there, there was, we still need some time to kind of rework things and kind of like get everything going. But, um, that was kind of like, you know, imagine if we went into that route and, you know, we probably could have offered like, you know, residency to other artists and stuff here and there, you know, utilizing the space like other um, art collectors have been doing, but it would be just a standing mortar space. Yeah. With, with Kelvin. But um, yeah, to um, going back to social and platforms. Yeah. Check me yeah. out. And um, thank and you then, again for, go ahead. No, go ahead. Hey, uh, you know oh, I, I didn't want to cut you off while you were thanking me. I, I need all the thanks I can get. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you. For, uh, thank you. Javier, for, for, and uh, thank uh, you for coming on the show. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, we were going to do thank you tennis and I interrupted you. <laughs> Awkward. Um, and then uh, we're, we're also, uh, uh, if you're listening to us on your, uh, on, audio only we also have youtube you can like and subscribe if you are watching on youtube please like and subscribe uh and we're uh at what's my thesis on instagram i realized that like i don't synergize any of my shit so i'm gonna start doing that and then it's also like my endings are so awkward because i'm always like so <laughs> that's the show <laughs>